This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Super J Cast. I'm Joel Abraham, joined by Damon McDonald. Now, Damon, whilst this is a, a New Japan centric podcast, I do want to take a moment at the start of this show today to talk about something non NJPW related because there was an incredible match that took place this past week that had me on the edge of my seat, a lot of our listeners too. You had uh, the, the top guy in the company getting absolutely battered by his opponent, a, a proven killer, but the babyface is eventually able to pull through after a very long time. Some people thought too long after taking a, a tremendous amount of punishment that would have kept down lesser men and show that pro fighting spirit to overcome adversity, still come out on top. Honestly, Damon, it was so thrilling that it's surpassed Naito versus Okada as my match of the year. Full five stars from me. Standing and pacing in my hotel room. Let's give some love to the epic contest between... Damon McDonald and COVID-19. <laughs> there it is. But ah, I'm back. Uh, and uh, healthy. So, uh, yeah, that was a fun two fucking weeks. I don't know what you guys did. But I, um, I had some fun with a virus. A COVID-19. The 19 version I got. Not the 18. I got the 19. And what a fun... What a fun experience that is for everyone. Ah, oh, fuck me, right? <laughs> but but uh, I'm on the other side of it, and uh, we are okay. But yeah, it was uh, both myself and uh, Cheryl, as uh, was noted. <laughs> Cheryl was like, you told everybody I fucking got it? I was like, yeah, nobody, you know, everybody cares. You know, people care about you, Cheryl. I know it's weird, but people care. Um, yeah, we got it. We 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 we're not we were not feeling so great a couple days before Thanksgiving, and we were looking at each other like, "Holy fucking shit, this is," and and cases in our area just have gone through the roof. And we looked at each other and we're like, "We gotta get a fucking test." And yep, so we got um, in our state, we were able to get them delivered right to our house. And they were overnighted, and they were there, and we took it, and we mailed it back, and uh, our Thanksgiving morning, Cheryl wakes me up and says, and she's got that, she's got that look of, oh, what the fuck? And I'm like, well, what's wrong? We, I, I fucking have it. And I was like, oh, shit. She can, let's check yours. And then lo and behold, I, it took mine a little bit to come in, results to come in, but same day. But before you got your results, David, were you sort of side-eyeing Cheryl? You're like, get away from me. <laughs> Try not to touch her. <laughs> no. <laughs> Give me I mean, a kiss, darling. <laughs> the way our house is laid out, like, there's no, what are, I, what are we going to do? You know what I mean? Like, and at that point, we, we share the same, you know, it's impossible. Um, I knew I was doomed. <laughs> I, was, I was like, I knew it. Because, I, I, again, I had symptoms. Um, and, pff, yep positive and then it's just then now we're staring at each other like what the fuck um because again there are there are people that we've been around Cheryl for work and um me with uh the my friend who's 
building the bar, which is coming along fantastic. Um, it's uh, I was worried. Like I don't I don't want to get anybody sick. Um, but yeah, it was it was it was it was a little bumpy ride there. Um, and I don't think anything too serious. But yeah, there were there were fevers that got a little high, and I lost my sense of taste and smell for. <sighs> four days maybe and that's weird that fucks with your head more than anything else and again you overanalyze every cough every wheeze every sniffle every fucking everything so it's more of a mind fuck than anything else and and as i was telling joel it was again the 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 odds are in your favor of you pulling out of it okay uh but it did feel like somebody put a pair of dice in my fucking hands and told me you know don't roll snake eyes um, and my wife too, which is not a g- good feeling at all. So it's it's constant temperature check. How you feeling? How you doing? How, you know, a million times. Um, I feel. Uh, look, if I will say this, if if there are people out there that got it worse than me, that's terrible. That's not good news because I would not wish that on anyone. Um, and obviously, in, in, at least in my country. Uh, <laughs> We've had countless people die from this. So it was a little scary. Uh, I'm not going to lie. But we're good. We're on the other side of it. Um, We got tests done Friday, and we're waiting for results. And Cheryl went back and said it was, like, inconclusive. So she's now fucking angry. Like, she's got to get another test Uh, because she doesn't have it, but she doesn't not have it anymore. And then I'm just waiting for mine as well. So, um, but I feel good. I appreciate everyone checking. I'm surprised so many people have my fucking number. I was what I am, <laughs> be honest with you. Um, but yes, I did receive tons of get wells and get betters and hope everything's okay's and checking ins and I can't possibly thank everyone. But um, I appreciate it, even if you gave it a thought, because. Um, I will say this, that if you do know someone who does have it, do check in because they, they, they do appreciate it. Um, and it's scary. I'm not going to lie. You know, there are times of doubt. So um, if you know someone, check in with them and uh, do the same. Be safe. I don't know where I got mine. It wasn't like we went to parties. It wasn't like we got fucking, you know, we we hit the club. We, 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 we literally go nowhere. Um, so I'm not. I'm not even certain about, you know, for at least for me personally, like getting it at a while you're going shopping or getting it while just stay the fuck home if you can. Cause, cause we didn't get it. It didn't feel like we got it from human contact because I hate people in general. <laughs> so I'm not hanging around a lot of people. I don't know how we fucking got it. And again, Cheryl is, is she's very diligent with this. <sighs> I don't know, man. That's what, that's what I think, Joel, is the scariest thing is that I don't feel like we did anything that was outside of guidelines. In fact, we were dotting I's and crossing T's, and we still got it. Um, that should frighten some people. You can't catch it by podcasting with someone, can you? Mm. I'm not going to get COVID through Skype. <laughs> Probably get anything else. Uh, I well, hope not. I hope not, Joel. Please wear a mask. We're glad to hear you're better, Damon. But uh, I do also want to give a shout out to uh, 
our friends, uh, Liam, moderator on our Discord, who... Oh, my God, you hear this? Yeah, d- done his ankle in pretty badly. So, Liam, w- wishing you all the best, mate. Hope <laughs> this uh, our shitty podcast gives you something fun to do while you're in hospital. But, yeah, it's just a bad week all around. He, he I mean, not just... I mean, this is not just a ligament tear. I mean, he, from what... I mean, that was a pretty nasty... Like, surgery is involved, correct? Yeah, a lot of broken bones. Like, oh. all the bones broken. Oh, so my Really goodness. nasty stuff. How did he do that? He was bouldering. What the fuck is bouldering? I don't know. Is it something like rock climbing or mountain climbing? Why are you climbing a rock? <laughs> you know what I mean? We get it. You're fit. You, don't, you need to climb a rock? Don't climb a rock. Nobody here, nobody listening to this climbs rock, please. You're going to hurt yourself. I know, he, he was describing that. Oh, my goodness. I didn't get to the point where he, um, how, it, how it happened, but. Whew. Ouch. Oh. Yeah. This has not been a good year, Joel, has it? Can, can we officially put this down as a fuck shit, ass-eating, fucking, uh, the worst year? Can we do it? Can we officially give it the crown? Definitely. And, and take solace in the fact that as soon as that calendar ticks over to January 1st, 2021, everything <laughs> magically gets better. So <laughs> hang on in there. Only one month to go. Hey, thank God. I knew he shouldn't have bought that calendar. God damn it. All right. Well, this is a new Japan Pro Wrestling podcast. And guess what? It is what? The 9th, the 8th, 8th of December? And the year is almost over. And... um. Dare I say, uh, two of our least favorite tournaments. <laughs> no, that's not true. Uh, two tournaments are almost done. Thank God. We got Wrestle Kingdom right around the corner. I, I'm, I'm going to be truthful. It doesn't feel like it's right around the corner. It, do, it, doesn't, even, it doesn't feel like the holidays are here. It doesn't feel like, uh, it, doesn't feel like it. I don't, I don't know what's missing, but... Um, I'm sure we'll try to Ask connect. Us being in Tokyo, Damon, that's what it's missing. I was thinking about that the other day. Man, that's 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 a, that's a that's a big chunk of it because we would be getting ready to go, uh, as well as many of our listeners would be getting ready to go, and that is not a possibility this year. Um, and I and I will say this too: it's just weird that. <sighs> I, look, they're doing two nights at the dome. I don't know how the fuck they're doing that. <laughs> I still don't know. I mean, I was thinking about the the the, the idea of a, of the card in my head, and I'm like, that's barely one night. <laughs> what possibly it could be? Uh, I, I I don't know. It just doesn't feel the same. It doesn't feel the same. But again, we're going to get through it and. Hopefully, there's uh, greener grass on the other side. Well, I will say this. With holidays around the corner, with Christmas coming up, what better Christmas present than the brand new Scampi Club t-shirt designed by the wonderful Tapler and provided to us, printed by the awesome Cobra Kawaii. You can find them on Twitter at Cobra Kawaii. That's two I's at the end, both with K. So K-O-B-R-A-K-A-W-A-I-I, who are printing the Scampi Club t-shirt for us and after a pro wrestling tees refused to do it so uh, I think I might just shift over all 
our designs to Cobra Kawaii because I've got, they sent me a copy of it. Excellent quality. Uh, personally, I think it's better quality than the Pro Wrestling T stuff. It's a bit more expensive, but I'm happy to pay. I'm happy to support uh, independent businesses. And I'm sure you, dear listener, will be happy with the results too. So please do check out Cobra Kawaii if you want to get hold of the Scampi Club t-shirt. I saw uh, the, a picture of it and it looked fantastic. Um, yeah, I was super happy for it because I know that was been that's been sitting up your sleeve for for a while and getting that printed. I mean, and that's all out of your own money that you're doing this. Um, yeah, so, a little vanity project for me and the cat. Yeah, I mean, so it's been it's been a while. So I was glad to see that in physical form on on a t shirt. So yeah, um, if you want a way to support the show, um, support us. That might be a great way to do it, and uh, yeah, if if everything works out there, then maybe we we do move some stuff. We haven't really focused on T-shirts that often in in the year. Um, you know, maybe some new designs, maybe some new things. Who's wearing T-shirts these days, Dave? I'm, I'm walking around my room naked most of the time. No, you're a salmon. You're you're like the salmon guy. I was like, whoa. <laughs> I saw one of those I pictures. At the time, I'm a fashion icon, Damon. <laughs> I mean, you were head to toe in it, though. I was like, it was just one. Conti- it was like a. It was like a unitard uh, of uh, of salmon color. I was like, wow, look at this guy. Look at look at Dad rocking it out. Um, I don't think I own a salmon anything. You can pull it off though. You look good. You look good. You always look good. You always oh, look you. good. You're too kind. You're too kind. Um, oh, uh, that. NJPW collection video. It's just popped in my head. The one with Taichi and Desperado just burying the whole fucking roster. That was, I can't believe I didn't watch that sooner because I, I saw the length of it. It's like 35 minutes. I was like, oh, fuck that. But I actually sat down to watch watch it and it was a real treat. It's just hilarious. Just the pair of them just just piling shit on all of their <laughs> colleagues in the company. It's uh, I, I think must watch stuff uh, if you're a fan of uh, people being mean to each other. It is. I love uh, a surly team that just doesn't give a shit. Uh, yeah, they were they were they were laying the hammer to a lot of people. So, uh, and it's not over the top. You know, it's not just them screaming and yelling and ranting. They're just they're not subtle jabs, but they're very uh, understated so, and uh, so yeah. sarcastic, aren't they? Like, yeah. <laughs> Taichi's obsession with Hikuleo. He's like, yes, Hikuleo is going to be the ace of my faction. <laughs> That's shit is that. So um if you if you appreciate that fine humor uh and you haven't seen it yet, definitely check it out. That that is a funny thing. Couple of news bits. Uh our friend of the show, Dave Meltzer, reporting that Rocky Romero has been in talks with All Elite Wrestling about a possible deal with New Japan. Uh I'm not sure how I feel about this, Damon, because there's a lot of really great wrestlers in that company, certain guys I would love to see work in the New Japan ring, like the Dark Order, because I'm a big fan of those boys. Uh, but having said that, you know, I tune into Dynamite and watch their big main event, their big world title match between uh, Kenny Omega and John Moxley. And I'm just, you know, if having in their main event, in their world title matches, heel managers interfering and, and weapon attacks and things like that. I don't want them coming over and mucking up the New Japan <laughs> IWGP heavyweight title scene with that rubbish, Damon. Yeah, yeah, we don't have that. We, we don't stand for that in, in this ring. Uh, how about that? I mean, if, we, if we're going to hop on, start off somewhere with a little pro wrestling talk. Um, I did. I watched it. 
Um, I was, I mean, they did a good job of of making it feel important. That's for sure. Um, and and I tuned in. I watched. Um, and I I was left a little bit scratching my head. Um, with the involvement with Impact, um, I definitely see how it helps Impact. That's for sure. Um, I think the jury's still out on how that helps AEW, but it feels like AEW is just, they just have this un, uncanny desire to have a partnership with someone when I don't really even think they need it. Like, why Why are they obsessed with having a partnership with someone? Like, anytime we hear about partnership, it's always AEW's talking to this guy. And and the other companies are kind of looking around, staring at each other, like, oh, all right, <laughs> I, okay. Um, it, it was weird. I mean, seeing Don Callis... Uh, I don't know if if the wrestling world needs another company invasion angle. If that's what we're going with, uh, who knows? But uh, I, look, I'm sure Rocky Romero has had conversations with Tony Khan. I'm sure of it. Uh, that does not necessarily mean a conversation equals a business dealings. Um, I think Rocky Romero has the stroke in the company that could, you know, have conversations. But it, uh, obviously, he's not going to be putting ink to paper. He just—I I don't think he would have that type of stroke. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, I even read he—he he was saying that, um, you know, he probably talked to Tony Khan a month ago. Um, so the idea of him in negotiations is a little, little bit of a stretch. Now, again, it's pro wrestling. You know, things could be worked out, and I'm sure things could be worked out quickly. I don't know. I just like, like how would, I can't believe we're going to get get into this again. But if like New Japan can't really reap the benefits of a partnership right now with what's going on in the United States, um, it's not like there's there's. It would be very difficult logistically to 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 make happen. Now, if later down the road there are opportunities when viruses clear up and shit like that happens and travel restrictions are lifted, could we see something? We certainly could, uh, but I don't think anytime soon. Um, but at this point, look, I think everybody should be thrilled if you know. Moxley's sitting in a hotel room right now in Tokyo, <laughs> quarantining. Right? If if that's not happening, then then nothing's happening. Um, and also, let me say to that point, New and, and and to be clear, and to say again, New Japan Pro Wrestling has no problem working with individuals in all elite wrestling. We see it now. John Moxley, Chris Jericho. And that's not to say that others might be a part of that too. That does not mean that there is a business relationship between the two companies or, dare I say, that there needs to be one. Now, does that mean that that Rocky Romero hasn't had conversations with AEW? No, it doesn't. Does it mean that he has I mean, he he talks to a lot of people, and again, talking doesn't necessarily mean Tanahashi's showing up on AEW Dynamite, right? Let's let's put it that way. 
<sighs> and, I, and, 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 and the last thing I will say about it, Joel, is I hope that this partnership succeeds in some way to, so that we never have to talk about an AEW New Japan Pro Wrestling partnership. But let that partnership grow and blossom and have Don Callis uh, make all his dates and show up on time. <laughs> let's, let's make sure that happens first. And then they can have a partnership that grows and prospers. Uh, and away we go and we never and we'll never have to talk about it again. Yeah, like if they actually do make a deal between AEW and New Japan, yeah, I'll be as excited as the next person. It's just all the talking about it. It's the discourse that I can't stand, Damon. I'm just absolutely sick of it. And the lunatic fans on both sides, to be fair, I just, I've got no time for it. But uh, yeah, I mean, ultimately, it's a decision would have to be made by top brass, you know, the likes of Kidani, Sugabayashi. So they're the people that have got to be convinced, not Rocky Romero. So um, wouldn't read too much into that for now, but you did. You, you brought up the point about John Moxley and Kenta is talking about Moxley a lot. There's a lot of funny tweets going around. Even uh, Tony Khan did say that Moxley won't be working Wrestle Kingdom 15. So I don't know if he's just sort of being a you know pro wrestling promoter. How much you know does that definitely mean Moxley won't be at Wrestle Kingdom? Who knows? But it does seem a bit strange that Kenta would be talking about Moxley so much if the possibility of an encounter was not on the table because you know it's pro wrestling 101 isn't it you don't promote an angle that is not going to be happening so what are your thoughts on the the Moxley situation the fact that Tony Khan said it's not happening well I I mean I tend to believe that it's not happening just the logistics of it would be a little bit of a struggle and again I hate to get into quarantine talk but he would have to quarantine, wouldn't he, for, for 14 days or two weeks or whatever the case may be. Um, I don't know if that's something that he's willing to do. I mean, let's put it this way. He is a guy that if, if anybody was willing to do shit to get shit done, he seems like the guy that would be the guy to, to be like, fuck it, I'm quarantining for, for 14 days. I'm there. Um but I just I don't know. I, for one night or two nights or three nights, if you know they are doing a dash, um, right after the domes at that what Tokyo Ward, the Tokyo Dome, whatever it was. Um, so three night. I mean, who knows? I mean, it doesn't have the title anymore. So you know the AEW title. So you know it does kind of free him up there. But again, he's is he going to do that? Is, is 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 that something he's willing to do? Um, I I tend to think not, but there are a lot of factors that that make it seem like it could happen. And over and above all of that is he is still the IWGP US champion, right? He still has a title that he needs to drop. So I don't know, Joe. Give me give me percentages. Give me what you're feeling. Zero. Give me give me a one to ten. Better. Give me a one to ten. John Moxley showing up Tokyo Dome. One to ten. I'll give you a three for that. Let me throw it back at you, Damon. Give me one to ten. Kenta appearing on Dynamite. Huh. That's even more interesting, really. He's is he back home? I believe so. I mean, he hasn't been on the World Tag League tour, so 
Right. And my understanding is that his family's back in the States, so I think he is. Huh. Huh. Ah, now you just fucked with me there. What do you think? Do you think it's a possibility? I tell you what, that would be worse to me when it comes to the discourse. Like, that would be worse. (laughs) That would be a nightmare. (laughs) Just imagine Oh, oh, oh God! I think it would be kind of cool. I'd be up I, back into invading Dynamite to steal the uh, IWGP US title back. Well, look, I say steal it. You know, maybe they'll have a match together. I think the idea of it is good. It's just the idea of that leading to more. Oh, there's a partnership. Uh, wah, wah, wah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you. Uh, okay. um, no, don't do it, Kenta. <laughs> please don't. For, for the us. love, right? <laughs> please for our sanity. Um, but the scenario that you laid out. That's that would be fucking cool, wouldn't it? I mean, we're that, that. I mean, between impact and that little that little bit. All right. So look. All right. Let's let's let's. He's already look. Kenta's. We'll just assume Kenta is in Florida. Then he's got to get back on a plane to get to the dome. Two week quarantine. So he would have to quarantine, like he would have to shoot this angle this week, right? <laughs> and then quarant- get on a plane and then quarantine, right? Correct? Yes, although I'm not sure what the quarantine restrictions are for Japanese nationals. He's in Florida. He should quarantine the longest you possibly could. <laughs> They should put him in a in a medically sealed bag from head to toe. And tr- right, okay, can I give you a, a a third possibility? All right, you can. All right, being an avid watcher of New Japan Strong that I am, mm. one Brody King has an upcoming shot at this U.S. title shot briefcase. Give me out of ten, Brody King beats Kenta for the briefcase. And ends up challenging Moxley on US soil, and Brody King wins the IWGP US title. Hmm. Um, is there is there a announced match between King and and Kenta for the for the rights to the briefcase? Has that yes, been announced? Yes, it will be happening at Detonation, I believe the event's called. <laughs> Detonation. Okay. Uh, when is detonation, Joe? I have no idea when detonation is. Uh, I will have to check. All right. Come on, Mr. Strong. Offer. So we're, we're going in early with New Japan Strong Talk. We really, really are. You, you can't get enough of it. I had COVID. I have an excuse. I couldn't watch. The beauty I, about me talking about Strong is I could just be making shit up and no one would know. I, no one would know. <laughs> right. 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 Okay. So we have one show on... December 11th and one show on December 18th so I'll just quickly go through the two cards for those shows so uh, this Friday December 11th we've got DKC and Clark Connors against the Regal Twins Mysterioso Finley and Juice against Hikuleo Chase Owens and Tangaloa ACH against Tamatonga Carl Fredericks against Jay White in a singles match that'll be interesting and then on the following Friday Friday December 18th we've got Rocky Romero versus Danny Limelight Jeff Cobb versus Russ Taylor Fred Rosser and PJ Black against JR Kratos and Tom Lawler. And then the f- main event will be the heavyweight right to challenge 
US uh, contract, Brody King challenging Kenta. So that will be televised Friday, December 18th. Okay. So we can assume that that's been taped already? Yes, I believe so. Okay. All right. And then, so then Brody King would have to then challenge Mox, and that could be taken care of. And to throw another wrinkle into that, I believe Brody King also has a ROH title match against Roosh at roughly the same time. Sheesh. Double champion? <laughs> Christ almighty. Uh, all right. So let me give you my percentages, one to ten. Um, I'm going to go two. I don't, I, I, I don't think, and I could be dead wrong, but I just don't see Brody King walking, even though I know they, they, they do like him. I just don't see him being that guy yet to do that in the same breath. I think Kenta would be would be an unbelievable moment, um, but even then, I don't, I just look stranger things. <laughs> David, we're putting more thought into the IWGP US Heavyweight Title <laughs> than right. fucking New Japan does. So. <laughs> right, right now it's in, right now it's in a box being shipped <laughs> back to Tokyo. <laughs> I, I know, I know. Trust me, yeah. Um, yeah, but that would be it. That would at least that would be at least interesting. And again, it's been a fucking crazy year. So nothing. I would put nothing past either of those two promotions of of having either of those two scenarios. I'm going to say they're low, but hey, let's let's surprise us. Let's let's rattle the world yeah, a little bring bit. Bring on, bring on the chaos. I, yeah, I, I'm up for it. I'm up for it too. What the fuck? Let's fucking do it. All right. Well, while we're still on strong, just a, a little thing here that uh, two wrestlers who have been appearing frequently on strong and picking up big wins. Alex Zane and Russ Taylor have both joined WWE, so yeah. it's it's hard not to feel a little bit disappointed. You know, it's not like I was expecting these guys to be in the G1 next year or anything, but they were wrestlers I enjoyed watching. I thought they were, you know, relatively valuable to strong, but uh, at the same time, you can't um, you can't blame them for wanting to take a, a steady paycheck with you know the state of US wrestling as it is at the moment. So don't begrudge them signing WWE at all. But I just you know what the fuck are world wrestling entertainment going to do with these two guys? You know they're not. I, I will be stunned. I will. I will eat my hat if they end up doing anything of note with WWE. So it just makes me wonder yeah. what what are they playing at? Just they're just hoovering up everyone that they can, and you know it's not that I'm you know, particularly going to miss Alex Zane or Russ Taylor, but it just it's it's not a coincidence, is it, Damon? That you know, as these guys are starting to build up a little name for themselves on Strong and picking up wins over guys like, you know, Rocky Romero or, or, or whatever, that suddenly WWE comes swooping in. Or am yeah. I crazy? Am I being paranoid? No, no, I think, I mean, no. I mean, that's been WWE's game plan for quite a while now, hasn't it? Um, it is disappointing that it's, it. If you, and, and I get it, people kind of feel like you're using new japan platform to to make a name for yourself just so that you can go sign with the big boys um yeah i, I don't blame them at all let me let me be clear right i think you know if new japan really valued them they would have offered them 
a right. permanent deal. Maybe they did, and maybe the guy said no to it. So again, I, I, I'm not. I don't want to accuse these wrestlers of selling out. Or whatever. No. I, if I would quote unquote sell out the first opportunity I got, you know, we, we, we all do. We've all got to earn a living somehow. So I don't begrudge them at all. It's just, I don't know. It just it's a bit. It's the principle more than the actual event itself. You know, there are look when you get into pro wrestling. I would say that there is a large percentage of of ladies and gentlemen who do who that's that's the end goal. I mean, it's like playing for the Yankees, or it's like playing for United, or it's like playing for you know just teams with with an iconic brand um, and and you know arguably the largest brand there is in that in that field. Um, it to to be able to go to a performance center like that and train every day, and again have a steady paycheck, and with the possibility of walking out on Raw, no matter what role you're in, is a dream still to this day for many pro wrestlers. Um, when when you tell your friends, yeah, I'm a pro wrestler. Oh, where can I see you? Well. You could tune into New Japan strong. Nobody's, I hate to say it, nobody's going to fucking do that. But if they, if you say, I'm going to be on Raw, trust me, your friends at the bar are going to be like, what? I can, t- I can watch that. Th- then you become famous. Um, and there is something to be said about that. So, and again, you're right. Even to, like, where, where else are they getting steady work? You know what I mean? Okay. Not even AEW are you getting as steady a work as you would with with WWE right now. Um, just knowing you know the performance center and, and everything else. How can you blame them? You know how could how could you point a finger? Um, good for them, but yes, it does suck that you know you you make a name off of a New Japan platform and yeah here comes here comes somebody writing a check. Uh, but that's been that way for years. It's been that way for years. Every fucking promotion knows it. <laughs> Every promoter knows it. Every indie promoter knows it. Um, it's. I hate to say it, but it's just a me- like if you're an, an indie pro wrestling promoter, if you're like a, I don't know, an MLW or a, uh, I don't know, just fucking somebody who runs shows. An AIW or whoever, you got to know if you have somebody who has a has even a a a sliver of potential, and they're making a little bit of a buzz. You probably have a shelf life of about four months of using that dude or young lady, right? That's gotta suck. That's, it. That, that's what I'm thinking now. Every time I watch Strong and I see someone start to build up a bit of steam, get some wins, I'm thinking, uh oh, it feels I, like a time bomb. Yeah, don't say anything. <laughs> Don't say Mr. X was good. <laughs> right? I know. Right. Because it's like four months you got. And that's it. You know, then then the, the offers come. Here comes here comes Steven Regal with a blank check. Speaking of Steven Regal, we haven't seen this son that often, have you? Have you? I haven't. On uh running ringside. No, I haven't. I don't know if he's in the country or he's being kidded in the dojo or what. I'm not yeah. sure about that. Haven't seen him. Haven't seen that one in a while. Um, 
But anyway, yeah, it's that's the state of pro wrestling right now. So there's there's not many options, not many options. So you know, not to beat the dead horse. Don't blame the wrestlers. Don't hate the wrestlers. Hate the game. How about that? Huh? How about that old school reference? <laughs> right. One last question here. Sean says, should Moxie not return for Wrestle Kingdom? Could you see Kenta versus Shota Umino match? So obviously Shota had the connection with John Moxley. Uh, he had been on excursion in the UK, but no one has heard from him for a while. Do you think he is due a return? Could Wrestle Kingdom 15 be the place? Is it Wrestle Kingdom? Yeah, Wrestle Kingdom 15 be the place to do it. Um, you could, but I don't. I, I mean, I can't believe all this bullshit over the US. <laughs> <laughs> We've done 36 minutes. <laughs> no. We talked about best of the as a world tag. Okay, should we move on then? I guess you yeah, don't have I, any strong feelings I, on that. Yeah, um, I mean, listen. all right. Best of the Super Juniors. Just your general thoughts on the tournament. It wasn't I mean, bad. Yeah, you know? I mean, it was. I, look, it wasn't. It wasn't. I hate to, I, to say the same thing I said two weeks ago, but and I don't think much has changed in the sense of. I think a lot of the guy, a lot of the teams that we figured would be in the mix are in the mix, and I think a lot of the teams that we would say, okay, finals, you know, they're there, right? So there's no real surprises, at least not on my end, of who's sticking around and who's not. Um, I think the match quality has been. Good at times, it's been better than I than I expected. Um, I think there's standout performers. I th- and I don't think that there's any team that where I'm like, sorry, Damon, you you keep saying team. I'm talking about best of the super juniors. Oh, I thought you said world tag league. I'm sorry, my my bad. Then let me let me switch gears. I mean, probably the same thing could apply, no? Because <laughs> I well, think they've both been. I will good say that tournaments. Yeah, I would say them. I would say best of the super junior. I enjoyed a little bit more. I, 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 I think their highs were higher than World Tag League, right? So the matches that I enjoyed the most from best of the super junior, I think, were better than the matches I enjoyed most. Give, of me, World give me Tag some. League. Which matches did you enjoy the most? Did you you saw the Robbie Eagles uh, Hiromo match, right? Uh, yes, Corakwin, who I thought that was outstanding, just a, a star making performance. From Robbie, Robbie Eagles in particular, I liked it so much I actually added it to our ballot for match of the year. Good, because I did enjoy that a lot, um, and and for me, uh, that's that's been my favorite match of of the tournament. And it seems like it feels like it was months ago. <laughs> it really does, um, because I know we didn't talk about it last week. We didn't do a show, and I don't think it. I don't even think we talked about it the the show previous. Um, but I think Robbie Eagles had an outstanding performance, even though um, the point totals didn't really match up. I don't think there was any like like when we talk about these tournaments. I don't think that there are people that are like. I think it would be more of a of a. Sh- of, of something sticking out like a sore thumb for a team to be not good. And I hate to be negative because we're a positive show. We're the, we're the new positive show, by the way. <laughs> we're the real 
wrestle joy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. You know what I mean? Like we're, we're not racist, we're, but yeah, we're we're, ca- we're no, we're carrying the torch. We're carrying the torch. Uh, the there were not bad performances. Like, give me the worst performer. Best of the Super Junior. Watto. Mm, I think and he Bushi. Bushi, he wasn't terrible. He was just Bushi. Right. You know, he just looks, half the time looks like he doesn't care. He is capable of putting on an entertaining closing stretch if he's in the mood and if he's with the right partner. But more often than not, the first half to two thirds of his matches are as uh, dry as toast. So I, I can't bring myself to get enthused about it. I mean, a lot of people are going to point to Master Watto who... I thought was decent, but he he did flub some spots that drew attention to them, uh, and a way that you know lots of gifts were shared and people are, are looking at these gifts on Twitter, think oh this guy stinks, and they haven't watched any of his matches. So I think it's it's unfair to to judge him based on those screw ups, but at the same time it's a little bit concerning because there is a. a, a you know, bar for quality of being a New Japan wrestler. Like that, that sort of stuff doesn't usually happen in New Japan matches. Right. There is a, a baseline of quality that a lot of people are looking at these botches and thinking, you know, is Watto up to scratch because this is is not these are not isolated events. It does keep happening in his matches, but I think they are casting a shadow over his overall performance, which I thought was pretty good. I thought he improved throughout. He grew in confidence. And I thought by the end of the tournament, I thought that like his match with Hiromu on the final night was really, really good. Um, yep. And, you know, I, he, admittedly, he's against Hiromu. Hiromu has good matches with everyone. But uh, I think it was, uh, he. you know, he's obviously got a bit of a push there. He got well, picked up eight points, which he had a main event. He won a main event against Desperado. He's in the final. So I think he, you know, he was given a bit of rub there with the booking. So I can't, I can't throw him out yet. I can't say that he's trash. No, but and you did bring up the good point of okay, he the the flubs. And again, everybody makes mistakes, everybody flubs, but do they? Right? Because if you go through that entire tournament, it's not like you know, you you're seeing Taguchi fucking make those type yeah, of Yeah, he does it more frequently than anyone else on the roster. Right. Um that's I mean that's that's the truth. So when when people talk about him with a little bit of a oh, what's going on here, um, I think that criticism is deserved. Um, does that mean he's a terrible pro wrestler? No, that just means that there's something something's not clicking. Um, and when something doesn't click in that regard, that's where people could get hurt and injuries can occur. And trusting the partner, your, your dance partner, uh, becomes a little bit, uh, am I going to take this fucking move from this guy? Am I going to not take, you know, you know, what, what, you know, you start going into thinking about yourself and your, and your, and your safety. Um, if you're at the back watching that on a fucking monitor, like, ugh, okay, I ain't doing that spot with him. So, you know, you got to have that. You got to have that trust. And if you don't, that, that's hard to have a fucking great match with a guy who, you know, a flub a match, that's that's not good. You know, you don't want that. Um, 
who else? How, uh, give me Desperado. What, what were your thoughts of Desperado this match? Yeah, that's what I wanted to do, actually. Go through okay. just briefly each of the guys and you, you give me your thoughts. So let's go from the top there. Desperado was top of the pops with 14 points. Uh, this is a strange one because a lot of people in the West handwave Despy. They just based on his credentials, I think, oh, he's, he's you know he's a tag wrestler, he's a mid card junior. But in Japan, he's hugely popular. He's got his whole you know cheering section for him uh, in the the domestic fan base. So I am delighted to see him finally get a push and get through to the final. I don't think he's going to win the final, but just to, to acknowledge like, what the. the what I think is fantastic singles work. And I think he's had a really, really good tournament. He's had some outstanding matches. I love his character work, just being a you know scumbag, uh, but kind of a lovable scumbag in a way. He's got really uh, good style of emoting. I think his promos are really good. And I think he's got a tremendous amount of upside. And it's good to see some of that start to get realized because he missed out on Best of Super Juniors last year. And a lot of the time, he's a guy that, you don't get to see in big singles matches very often, but he's had a, you know, a bit of elevation this year. He had the, the big match against Shingo. He had a little run in the New Japan Cup. So I'm glad to see him being put in big spots and doing well. And I've got very high hopes for the, the final at Budokan on Friday. Yeah, me too. Uh, he's always been a glue guy for me. Right? He's always been a guy that um, in, in a division that in the past five, six years has had a lot of shining stars. He's been like glue. Um, and he's held down those tag titles and he's made them more relevant um, than a lot of other teams. That's for sure. At least in my eyes. So yeah, it is nice to see him kind of get that little bit of elevation, um, a little bit more of a spotlight. Um, again, in a, in a weird year, I mean, sometimes you have to do some strange things, but it, but I don't think anybody has – like, there's no one complaining. Oh, El Desperado's in the final. Like, I I, I haven't heard one peep of, of anyone complaining about that. Um, I think it's well-deserved. I, and I – here's the thing, too. I know that you said you don't see it happening. I would have zero problem with the upset. I would have zero problem with the upset. Yeah, I mean, the reason I say I don't think he will is because I think being a junior tag champion, I believe that is his direction for Wrestle Kingdom. But if he right. does beat Hiromu and we get Despi versus Ishimori for Wrestle Kingdom, I'll be delighted with that. Yeah. I mean, you it have... Does feel like, sorry to interrupt again, but um, beyond Hiromu, it doesn't feel like there's, you know, who's the next guy? Who's the next big star in the junior division? But, uh, you know, it could be Despi. That's what I was going to say. You know, in in years where we've had countless options, it felt like this year really doesn't. Um, again, you got Ishimori at the top, and you're we're assuming that Hiromu wins, challenges, and wins. Um, if if Desperado is occupying those junior tags, where where do we go from here? Are we, we going to just see a constant revolving Ishimori? Is Robbie Eagles finally going to get going to get uh, a little bit of an ele- elevation? Um, we're assuming Wato and Taguchi, right, for tag titles. Yes, I think so. That's been the implications with the the backstage comments. Right. Given that Despi had two losses during the tournament, and they were against Wato and Taguchi. Right. 
So let's just go with um, the idea of Hiromo winning. Do we now look to the Super J Cup? I almost said Super J cast. Every time I see it in print, I think I think people are talking about us, <laughs> and they're not. They're talking about the cup. Uh, do we do we look to? We should get those that? jackets, Damon. The gold jackets, but with Super J cast on the back instead of oh, Super J cup. That'd be fucking rad, wouldn't it? I'd be down for that. Can I have a two XL, please? Um, yeah. Speaking of which, and I think I saw it off of your tweet. Did you see that fucking hype video for uh, Leo? Yeah, Rush, yeah. Can, can we come on to that? I've yes. Got it. it's, it's, we will come on to Super J Cup okay. later. Okay. If, but if I guess may, my qu- let's stick with best of the Super Juniors. Yep, yep, yep. So if we – but but my, I guess my question is, is that are we looking to that tournament for the next challenger for Hiromo? Yes, I okay. think so. Okay. Well – or it could be some of the defeats that Hiromu took during the tournament. Well, I suppose one of them was against Despi, and right. the other defeat was against who? Who else did Hiromu lose to? Show. Yeah, he lost to Show. So it could be Show. I don't want Show in the fucking juniors. <sighs> Again, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago. If you're f- if you're going. Uh, uh, he was, he just, I know it was logistics, but he was just in the fucking New Japan Cup, did well, fighting for the Never title, got there, you know, missed it by the hair of his ass. Now he's fucking in the middle of the pack and in, in the fucking best of the Super Juniors? I don't think that's fair. I don't think he was in the middle of the pack. He got 12 points, which was just behind the leaders. He's not enough. All right. But he, he's not. Are you happy with that? I'm surprised because I thought he was going to make the final, given the year that he's had. And you're in a situation where Yo is on the shelf with his, his injury, that this might have been the time where you pull the trigger on show. So that is my question, Mark. If show you know, doesn't get it this year, when is he going to get that push? Is he going to get that push? Know what it feels like to I me. Think, I th- sorry, I think he is valuable to the junior division because he brings something different because he's... He's a chunky boy, he's powerful, and he wrestles a different style to a lot of the juniors, which I think makes for interesting stylistic mixes. And I think he's been very, very good indeed in this best of the super juniors. Yep. So I, I'm not calling for him to be um, elevated to the heavyweight division because I think there's a lot of upside to him as a junior. <sighs> yeah, I, I, I want him up. I do. I think there's more. I think there's more upside to him. Up in the junior, uh, up from the juniors, um, and to me, it feels like they're waiting for Yo to come back so that they can do something to officially crown him. And I don't know if that's wouldn't it be nice to see a Yo heel turn? Yeah, I mean, maybe that's the direction you go. So you have Hiromu win the title, and then at some point, Show defeats Hiromu for the junior title, and then the returning Yo can yeah turn heel. And have a little program with show. I mean, we're booking out every one of these fucking you know minor titles, Joel. I don't know. I mean, we had the whole year booked <laughs> for all these: the U.S. title, the fucking the uh, junior title, the tag title. I mean, 
what else do they want us to do? Well, I, I, I'm exhausted. Do they know I'm coming off of COVID-19? I can't come up with everything. Not paying us enough, are they, David? No, they certainly are. Not, not nothing. You know what? <laughs> uh, no, I was going to say something ridiculous. Never mind. No. <laughs> no. All right. Uh, let's, let's talk about uh, Hiromi then, who has also made it through to the final. And he has been outstanding in this tournament, as expected. One of, if not the best wrestler on the planet. So charismatic. And just day in, day out, just going out, having bangers with everyone that he meets. And for me, I think is making a late but strong push to be in the conversation for New Japan Wrestler of the Year. I'm annoyed that I have to preface Wrestler of the Year with New Japan, but there's idiots out there who don't realize we're a New Japan podcast, Dave. And so uh, (laughs) what what did you think of Romu's tournament? And do you have him in the mix for Wrestler of the Year? I, 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 um, I think he's had an outstanding tournament. And I think that he, I don't want to say by a country mile he's the best, but there is, to me, a a sizable dis- distance between Hiromo and everyone else in the pack. Agreed. On a, on, a, on a consistency basis, right? There might have been people who have had better flashes, but consistently, I feel like, Hiromo is the guy that you don't miss. Um, and he needed it because the worst thing that happened to Hiromo was G1. The worst thing that happened because he was out of sight and out of mind. And it happens every year. And that's why sometimes it's a little bit difficult for a junior to consistently have wrestler of the year buzz about them. Um, and we've seen it in previous years. I remember there were, there were Ricochet was a guy where where buzz about wrestler of the year, and then you got into the summer months and it cooled off considerably. Um, I remember Kota Ibushi uh, having something very similar to that. Things cooled off. Um, th- there is. I remember uh, Kushida too. I remember that. Uh, so it's hard. He needed to have a, a head and shoulders a better tournament than just about anyone else to remain in the mix of the conversation. I think he's firmly in there. I I don't see when when we talk about year end awards and the idea of leaving him off a ballot is preposterous to me preposterous and Naito aside name me a guy who's had more spotlight shined on him he's had a rough year when it comes to missing out on opportunities again but there's not a guy that hasn't been a focal point like name me a guy who has been more of a focal point to this company than Hiromu Oh, and match quality goes without saying. So, to me, not to give away the cards, but it feels like it's a two-man race when it comes to wrestler of the year. Um, and they're both in Los Ingobernables. Didn't know you were that high on Sonata's year, but 
<laughs> Stranger things that happens. Uh, let's talk about Taiji Ishimori. He's a guy who uh, a lot of people said, us included, that you know, he can phone it in from time to time. But I thought he was consistently really good in this tournament and carried himself like a champion. Because some, t- some of the time with all the, the spotlight on Hiromi, you kind of forgot that Ishimori was the guy with the actual belt. Right. But I thought Ishimori was really good. I thought he had some terrific matches and was uh, a worthy champion throughout, even though he wasn't the best guy. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I'm as high on Ishimori as as you might be. Like on a scale of one to ten, I'm in the six seven range. I don't know if I'm in the eight nine ten range. Um, why do you think that is with him? Do you think it's just the the amount of matches and the amount of years that he has under his belt that he carries himself in that way of? And again, I'm not saying take a night off. I'm not saying, but but that he does. It does feel like he does hold back. And like when other people hold back and go through their not big show match routine, it doesn't feel as obvious, I guess maybe than it does when when Ishimori goes into mm-hmm. his not a big match match. That's Why? it, isn't it? Because when, when yeah. he is really trying and he's got the big match on the big stage like you know best of the super juniors final 2018 with Hiromu like absolute match of the year level stuff when he does have a stinker when things don't quite click with his opponent or he's a bit hurt or he's you know a bit tired or not trying as hard then things tend to fall apart I'm thinking of that um, terrible match with was it Marty Skull in last year's best of the super juniors oh, yeah, really, yeah, really yeah. awful stuff and yeah uh, yeah, I thought, you know, not all of his matches are great. I'm, if, if I remember correctly, I think his match in this tournament with Doki was not good, which was disappointing given that I thought Doki had a really good tournament. But I thought there were more hits than misses. He, he exceeded my expectations. Okay. All right. But he comes in with that rep. Does that? Do you think that influences you a little bit? Possibly. Yeah, maybe I, I should have expected more from him. Maybe I was doing him a disservice by... Uh, expecting him to well i don't know lose a gear really. yeah now yeah yeah you expect him like uh, in a tournament like that because i i'm because uh, i'm saying that knowing full well that i did too of you know he's going to downshift a night or two on a on a tournament that lasts what 13 14 night whatever however long it lasts right you know you're going to get a show or two where he kind of coasts or at least it feels like there's a coasting going on um so yeah going into it you know you just don't know where it's necessarily going to occur but you know you're going to get it um and so maybe my expectations drop knowing that i'm going to get that so yeah i'm 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 right there with you i'm right there with you but he but he didn't have a bad one he didn't have a bad one no one had a bad one um but yeah he's like a six seven for me uh, as opposed to an 8, 9, or 10. Right, so next was show who got 12 points. And yeah, we discussed them already. Any, anything else you want to say about show's tournament? I thought, it, I thought he did. I liked him more than I liked just about anybody else. Um, like, I wasn't, I don't think there was one match where I was disappointed. Um, all of them were good, none of them stunk. Um, the Eagles match near the start of the tournament and also the Hiromu main event, I thought were 
quite outstanding. Special. Yeah, Robbie Eagles had a really fucking good tournament. Robbie Eagles had a, I mean, aside Hiromo aside, Robbie Eagles might be my one, my number two or number three. Do you think he should be on the ballot for either unsung or most improved wrestler? Yeah. But Which, but here's the thing. Both. Well, it's hard because we're, we're, his body of work consists of this tournament. You know what I mean? Like, some so maybe that, the, the case is unsung then because he's not been given as many opportunities as other guys. Yeah, but it's and not he's like only, he's, he's... He's only got eight points here, but night in, night out, he's having excellent matches. You know, stylistically, he's, he's a bit different. He, he's a baby face who has a high-flying style, but also works a leg, which is quite refreshing to see. I think he's one of the few people in New Japan who can work a leg match really well and sell a leg really well. Um, I can't remember which match it was off the top of my head. Maybe it might have been the Despy match, but there was some very good knee selling from him there. So he's a guy who doesn't get the, the big showcase spots or the big wins or title wins or anything like that. But he is just you know quietly going in there every night and doing incredibly impressive work. Right, and and for the tournament, yes. But for the, I, how can we put him on a ballot for the year? You know what I mean? Like he's had a great best of the Super Juniors. That's this is the only time we've seen him in a New Japan Pro Wrestling ring. How is he? How can he be unsung at this point? You know what I mean? What are we going to do? Have him win the tournament? I think he's right in the role where he should be. Uh, most improved. I think he's been great from the jump. I don't think he's you know going into this tournament where people had low expectations of him. People had expectations. I mean, people, you know, were clamoring to have the, the guy the minute he got on Japanese soil to be a part of the empire. I, I, that's why when I talk about the awards, there is a part of me that is like, oh, how the fuck can we do awards? Realistically, how can we fucking do awards? Because here's a guy like Robbie Eagles who has wrestled in a New Japan ring for f- f- three weeks, four weeks. How can you how can you and he's had a great tournament. How how can he be fairly judged in these categories? He's a great pro wrestler. He's had a great best of the super junior. Probably probably my favorite match so far was him against Hiromu. But it's been three weeks of him in a ring. How can I judge him? How can I put him in, in an unsung? How can I put him in a most improved? How can I put him in? How can I? I mean, he, he's going to get votes for junior of the year. No, I, I, I can't in good faith put him in junior of the year. But I thought, well, maybe we'll stick him on one of the other categories and let the fans decide. Yeah, yeah. But my point is, okay, is he going to get third place votes? Okay. Off of off of three weeks of work, and again, I please let me be very clear. I am a huge Robbie Eagles fan, and he's had an outstanding tournament. Am I going to give him Junior of the Year votes though? Off of, of three weeks, I don't know. That that's where I struggle with awards. That's where I struggle with awards. 
Okay, uh, Bushi also got eight points. I gave my thoughts on Bushi earlier. Anything you want to add? Ah, uh, fuck Bushi. Mighty Bush. <laughs> no, the Bushi. Uh, I'm I'm good with I'm good with Top Shagger Bush. <laughs> Top Shagger Bush. <laughs> uh, okay, Master Watto also eight points. Yeah, we talked about him. Mikey says, could you please say something nice about Master Watto? Poor lads, trying his best. So say uh, something nice about him before we move on to Taguchi. Okay, uh, I'd like. I thought he was he was of all time he was one of my favorite young lions. Um and uh the the is it Carillion? Is that how it's pronounced? Or Cerulean? Carillion? Are you a Cerulean or Carillion guy? Well the color. Cerulean? Yes. Yes. Blue. I'm just going by Pokemon, the Cerulean City. The all right. Cerulean City. I think it's Cerulean. All right, I'm going that. I, I that uh that is a wonderful shade of blue. Um how's that? <laughs> He's <laughs> very generous, very generous. <laughs> right, but very, I'm very giving, very giving. Uh, and listen, he's going to be in a nice little spot opening up a Wrestle Kingdom, right, in front of 20,000 fans. He'll, you'll, it'll be wonderful looking at that cavernous Tokyo Dome and the silence that will befall the Tokyo Dome as Master Watto uh, botches a move in front of 20,000 people. Well, I don't like this year at all. <laughs> oh, well, let's talk about his tag team partner, Taguchi. Oh. That will cheer you up with his yeah. uh, bum shenanigans. Uh, I thought Taguchi was, you know, you, you know what you're going to get with him at this point. The the frequent, the, the ratio of tap on the shoulder Taguchi to bum shenanigans Taguchi seems to get lean more in favor of bum shenanigans than mm. tap on the shoulder. But that said, I thought his match with Hiromu was outstanding absolutely loved it and what i particularly liked about it was the fact that they started with the shenanigans all haha very silly but then halfway through the match he flipped they had that hiromu started slapping him and then taguchi just that little switch went off and it was just like fuck it i've had enough of your shit and he started hitting hiromu back and he started taking it seriously and he'd had enough of the nonsense and that stung his pride and he went full into business you know no more bullshit i want to win this match i'm going to show this arrogant little shit who i am and that's what i love in pro wrestling i I love seeing in big spots when wrestlers show a bit of character growth you know i'm not asking him to go into super serious mode in every single match but i think it's something that's lacking in certain wrestlers where you you need those sort of levels that you can go to and for example i would have loved to see him from like uh, sanada in the g1 final him, you know, show a bit of it, or, or his matches against Evil, you know, and I don't want to turn this into another debate about Sonata, but I thought Taguchi in that match against Hiromu showed something that is missing from a few wrestlers, that, that ability to be able to flick that switch and go, go into that extra gear to show that you care about this and this is serious, this is, you know, your, your profession, your pride, and you, right. you're serious about winning the match. The fact that you can show emotion that is suitable for the moment right that's key like i don't want you to be the same guy in every fucking moment and again let's let's not go into sonata and all that but that's that's literally yes he could learn something from taguchi there right right that is the like when we talk about that okay make your response appropriate to the situation and the idea of people not doing that, that's the that's the textbook example that we point our finger to. So, yes, and the fact that Taguchi showed up at the right time 
Um, no more bullshit. You know, I'm going to show you who I am. Uh, was appropriate for the moment. And yes, that's that's all we ask of our pro wrestlers, <laughs> right? That, well, not, maybe not all, but that's a big thing. I think for us, anyway, is having an appropriate response to the moment. Doki got four points, and I think he's definitely got to be on the ballot for most improved because yeah. he just showed a, an extra gear in this tournament that he didn't last year. And I was so impressed with him that he was maybe more confident to, to go and show some of his more sort of high-flying, daring, ambitious lucha moves. Um, but he was great, uh, really good uh, emoting if, for a guy wearing a mask and... I just thought he, he was a credit to the tournament and he made other people look good. And I jumped out of my seat when he managed to pin Bushi. What a moment that was. Yeah. Here's what I like about Doki is that if you're looking at it from this year of, of just wackiness, um, he's a guy to me that recognizes that if anybody's going to get cut, it's going to be me. So I'm going to make the most of my situation and my moments to make it a very difficult decision for our company to write me off. Like when there's that when there's that meeting and you know that there are those meetings currently and there will be those meetings moving forward, we gotta make cuts. We gotta we gotta we gotta tighten our purse strings. We gotta trim the fat. You know Doki's one of those guys that's like, okay, I got to, you know, that might be me. But he goes out there and proves that it's not going to be me. And he, he and he's done that consistently. Like he's been, I'm not going to say he's one of those guys where I'm on the edge of my seat when he fucking comes out. And I'm not going to say that he deserves to be a fucking wearing gold. But he is a guy that, at the very least, and especially this year, he has made the most of his opportunities. I don't think he's the best. I don't think he's, like, in ring, just this fucking guy that stands out. Like, to me, Doki means more to me in for the company than Sonata. And I hate to use Sonata again. Uh, but Sonata is is the opposite of what I'm, I, I feel like I'm describing. Right? Um... Sonata feel, and again, I, you know, I, I don't even want to get into it, but it's like Sonata feels like the guy who has the opportunities and doesn't make the most of them. Where, and, and he has the talent and the skill and, and all the things for him, and Doki has none of that, and yet goes out there and busts his ass. And I could be completely off base, you know. I, I, we could go in the locker room and be like, you know, people think complete opposite. That so be it. Just looking at it from these eyes. Doki feels like a guy who made the most of every opportunity and continues to do that every time he steps out there. Um, is he in the mix for most improved? I think he has to be. I think he has to be. Throughout the entire year, he's been a guy that, again, he's not a fucking top guy, but he's made the most of every opportunity that he's had. Um, and it doesn't necessarily correlate with wins and points and stature and and where he is in the pecking order on the new japan ladder but he's a guy that makes the most of every opportunity when he's in the ring so yeah i i I, i'm pretty confident he's getting one of my votes let's put it that way 
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. And speaking of guys making the most of their opportunities, what did you think of Yuya Wemura? No wins, but but that didn't matter because every single match was solid. Um, you can tell that the other wrestlers respect him as well because they're not yep. going out, you know, putting away the young line in four minutes. No. They are going out having long matches. And, you know, the, the, I think the match he had on the final night was about 15 minutes long, if I'm not mistaken. Close to it. That's something. I mean, that's saying something. In, like as a learning experience, to have him dropped into a tournament like this every night, he you know every he's he's in singles matches, and if they go ten minutes, great. If they go fifteen minutes, holy shit! But just think of like the like what what New Japan has in front of them already, and then plopping them in this tournament where he's working with different guys every night, um, learning. That's you got a talent. <laughs> that you're that you have made better tenfold, uh, you know. And here's the thing: he, he has, to me, he has a look and a feel and a confidence. Like I feel like his confidence compared to Watto's confidence is night and day. Don't you think? Yeah, and it's not hard to see why he'd be confident because he's got everything. He ticks every single box for what you'd want to see for a young line to be a superstar. You know, he's got incredible talents in ring. He's got the body. He's got the good looks. He's just got everything that you need, I think, to be a star in New Japan. But to know it at that point, right, and to have the confidence to be able to project that at that point is, is something. Like that's to me might be the thing that that puts him over the top for me, because there's been plenty of young lions that have had the body and have had the moves and then have had the physical attributes and have um, had had you know, glimmers of charisma. The, looks, the good looks. I think he's an incredibly attractive man, and I can't think of the last young lion who was as good looking as him. Hmm. Look at you. <laughs> You're, you're, I mean, look, compare, comparing him to Watto, <laughs> you know, not trying to be nasty to Watto. Right. He's, you know, got attractive in his own unique way, but, you know, with a lazy eye and <laughs> kind of sort of goofy looks, he, they're night and day, aren't they? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Uh, I'm trying to think. Like, I'm not really an expert on this. I would, I would, I'm going to defer to your professional opinion. Uh, but yes, he's yeah, incredibly handsome. 
Look, he's, he's a, look, I don't want to put too much fucking pressure on the dude. But he's got... Do you, do you, look, is if he, he, if he doesn't this? end up as IWGP heavyweight champion at uh, some point question. in his career, I would say something's gone wrong. I'd be disappointed in that. Because okay. that's where he should be. That's his, that, is, that is his trajectory. Headlining a Wrestle Kingdom. Yes. Give me a year. Five years? Uh, Within five years, within five years, is he headlining? In, let, I'll, I'll a give Wrestle you Kingdom. in five years. Wrestle Kingdom twenty, Yuyu Emra main event. All right, but you heard it here first, folks. All right, there it is. All right, well, that is best of the Super Juniors. That's gotten to World Tag League. I think uh, easily the best World Tag League I've ever seen. It's tighter. There were fewer hand-waveable teams. Even those ones at the bottom, they weren't terrible. They had redeeming features and, and were usually uh, elevated when they were facing one of the better teams. Uh, you, you had outstanding teams like Dangerous Techers, Finjuice, LIJ. They were really good fun to watch. And, and the matches they had against each other were were the best in this tournament. And the, the sort of middling teams, you know, the Gottos, Yoshihashis, the... Um, Khan and the Cobbs, they were not too far behind. Um, and I just feel, you know, I said before when we last talked about World Tag League that we had great tag champions, but do we have a tag division? I think after watching this tournament, yes, we do have a tag division. We've got a good tag division. Now, the, the question is, can New Japan follow up on this and book it consistently? So what I mean is I don't want to see dangerous techers facing, whether it's G.O.D. or Finjus. I don't want to see them like second from... Uh, the, the the opening, like the second match on the card at Wrestle Kingdom being given 10 minutes to go out and have a match because that would undo all the good work that I think they've done throughout the year in elevating them. So uh, we, your long form, your general thoughts, or big pitch thoughts on the World Tag League and the tag division. I do think it was good, again, as I opened the show mistakenly. Um, I didn't enjoy the World Tag League matches as much as I did enjoy the Best of the Super Junior matches. And I I think that the Best of the Super Junior matches had uh, an advantage in the sense of singles matches, uh, junior heavyweights, a little bit flashier, a little bit more stylistically my tastes. But okay. Um, That being said... World Tag League can be a fucking drag in past years. Um, and it is it most certainly is one of those things where people have to talk themselves into watching it a lot. I'm not saying that this tournament was like the greatest, you know, this was like 80s All Japan, you know, Tag League. Uh but what we did have was was what to me felt like fresh matchups, fresh tag teams that didn't feel like they were just shoehorned in together. Right? Of course you had your Tanahashi with the young lion thing, or not even young lion, but the guy who was trying to prove himself thing. You may as well be um, a fucking young lion with the way he's been booked, but yeah, we'll come on to that. But sorry. Right. No, no, you're right. But we had established teams with Gorillas of Destiny. Um, uh, LIJ, um, even chaos teams. Uh, we had teams that still feel fresh with like David Finley and Juice Robinson, who are established team already. 
uh, but still have a, an air about them that they haven't been beaten down our throat. Um, even shit like Folly and Chase, who were bottom feeders in this, um, and we've seen them a lot because we haven't seen them a lot this year. Still felt relatively fresh. I liked it. Nothing to me was instant fast forward. Nothing to me was awful. Everything was good. Now, was there anything that blew my socks off? Not really. There was there were good matches. But I would say the majority of shit. Like, I wouldn't necessarily say that there were matches that blew me away. I think that there were more moments that blew me away. Like, for, for me, not the match specifically, but the idea of uh, Khan on the Cobb and, 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 the, and the look and feel that they have and the, and the matches that they had meant more to me than the actual matches that they had. Does that make any sense? Like, like I'm thrilled that we have a team that that is of that style, right? I'm glad that we have a team like Gorillas of Destiny that is established and um, like the, the the veterans. I'm glad that we have a team like Finley and Juice Robinson who feel fresh and young yet still have plenty of experience. I'm happy that we have a team like even like Goto and Yoshihashi, where Yoshihashi has new spark and new energy and new life. Um, and of course, dangerous techers who to me have, have been an anchor, not only in the tag division, but in new Japan pro wrestling this year. Like, like if I could vote for a wrestler of the year, a tag team, trust me, I might throw a vote dangerous techers way. Uh, because I feel like they have been that important to the success of, and and whatever that wherever that needle falls of success in 2020 for New Japan, like they have been they have been an anchor in my enjoyment and where I got enjoyment of 2020. Dangerous Techers. Um. So you add all that together, and yes, you didn't have a spectacular World Tag League. You didn't have matches that knocked your pants off. I'm not going to sit here and, and, and blow smoke up your ass and be like, go back and watch, blah, blah, blah. You could skip it. It's not a big deal. But overall, in general, the World Tag League was not bad. It just wasn't. It, it, you got solid gifts under the tree. You didn't get a bike. right? There's nothing that's that popped. You know, there's no – you got a good tag league. You, you didn't get anything that's going to be um, something that you're going to take with you for the rest of your life. That's, that's really where I, I land on World Tag League. One interesting stylistic thing that I think they did this year was in arranging the teams, they had seemingly on, on most of the teams one Hoss wrestler and one sort of technician wrestler. So – each of the wrestlers had one guy who was going to do the sort of, you know, strong style slugfests, whether right. that was, uh, you know, Tangaloa or Taichi or Shingo, Ishii, Ishii Goto, yeah. Jeff Cobb, 
yeah. evil Hinare, which meant that in all of the matches, well, most of the matches, you would have those two guys facing off at some point and have sort of stylistically a little break in, in the match, which I thought was a really smart thing. I don't know if it was intentional, but it did stand out to me that you did have those moments in a lot of the matches, which I enjoyed a lot. So um, let's just quickly go through the, the entrance then. So Finjuice got 12 points. They made it through to the final. And I think they've really stepped up a, another level here. And the commentary did a good job getting over this idea that previously when they've entered this tournament, it's just been sort of two mates mucking around. But now they, they've had a taste of the gold. They've been tag champions and they are taking it deadly seriously this year. It's, it's a matter of professional pride to them that they win this tournament and they get back those tag titles, which they aggrieved, feel aggrieved to have lost. They feel like they shouldn't have lost them to G.O.D. And Finney in particular, I think he's got to go on the ballot for most improved wrestling this year. He looks tremendous. He's more dynamic worker of the team. He's taken all the big bumps for the team. Uh, the fact that he, he's getting big pins as well. He managed to pin Shingo, which right. you know is is a, a huge moment for someone like David Finley. Uh, and that LOJ match in general was, I thought, terrific. Really great closing sequences. I like the way that Juice and Finley are sort of mixing up their finishing moves to have these sort of chaining their attacks together at the end. I really enjoyed that a lot. And they just look desperate to win and Finley in particular he's going out in these matches and in the promos backstage like he wants to win this tournament more than anything in the world which is very very important when you're trying to get over the, the division of a tournament like this uh, so question from Ark says should I get a gas or an induction hob for my new house definitely gas induction's trash and also who do you think is better Finley or Juice so uh, your thoughts on Finn Juice and who do you think is better in this moment right now Finley only because for all the reasons that you said and how it feels like he's got something to prove as well. And we, I sat here and talked about Doki. David Finley, how about, how about him? Here's a, here's a guy that, that, you know, you could make an argument of, okay, we, you know, we've invested some serious money in you here. We need, to, we need to see some return on that investment. And I think he stepped up big time. Um. I, th- I mean, I think that they're. If I'm a betting man, it feels like they're on their way to a to a world tag team title match um, at Wrestle Kingdom. Do you, let me ask you this: Is there? And again, my math is never really strong on this. There's no way we're doing a three way dance, right? I don't want to rule it out. I hope not. Ugh. I think the match is Finjuice against Dangerous Tackers. I'm begging. Because I see, I, I, cause the problem is, is, is that I see God in the mix. The go, the ghost at the feast. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. Well, like, let's talk about God now that you've brought okay. them up, uh, because I think they have been trying harder than they usually do. In particular, Tangelo. I thought Tangelo's looked great. Like I've said before, he is uh, leading into being the hoss of the team, and I think that's given probably some of the best moments of their matches when he's been slugging it out with people and suplexing people and just showing that he's a big beefy boy. So, uh, yeah, a a lot of talk that he has surpassed Tamatonga in the team. Uh, But even though they have been trying harder and they should be trying harder because they can probably see the lay of the land and see a lot of teams that could easily overtake them in the pecking order for the tag division that maybe they've been resting on their laurels a bit. Uh, But... It does feel like there is still a hard ceiling on the quality of their matches. And I was disappointed that they have made it to the final. And I will be 
surprised and impressed if they can get if they if they can deliver a match that is four stars in in that final against Finjuice. I'll be surprised because it just seems that you know where the stars align and you get them at their very best you're sort of topping out about three and a half. They work together well though, don't they? Those two I think teams. So. I think so too. I think it'll but be better. Just, than what, just, give me, they're give me not a bar. as fun to watch as Dangerous Techers or Finjuice or Shingo Sanada. So four four stars is your ceiling. Four four is your ceiling. If if they put on a four star match in that final, I will be pleased. Cartwheel death match. <laughs> I don't got space to do cartwheels anymore. <laughs> you got a uh, you got a big court courtyard out there. You got plenty of room. You can go outside. So you're feeling Car- confident. You think that God are going to knock it out of the park at Budokan? Sir, I survived. I, mean, I survived COVID nineteen. I survived <laughs> COVID. I'm I'm ready to gamble anything. I'm ready. Uh, I'm saying I'm saying David Finley. The performances that he has had so far, along with Juice Robinson against G.O.D., who, again, I will say I feel like they have good chemistry together. If you're setting the bar at four for a World Tag League final, I'll, I'll take the over. Let's make it interesting. Mm-hmm. I'll take the over on four. Okay. We- and, and again, same rules apply. We, we need three respected wrestling opinions to, to again, the total rankings over four. So if it's four and a quarter, I win. Uh, who are we saying? Dave? Are we saying uh, VOW? And give me a third. Unless you want to use like a, you know, cage match or one of those applications uh, that no. I mean, I think the it skews a little bit sometimes. Like there's a lot of there's let's, a lot of uh, very Nicole. Who's leprechaun? Oh, and do booze. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. Th- that fine. I'm, I'm I would agree with those terms. So, Nicole booze leprechaun from our Discord. The leader and ringmaster, David J. Meltzer Jr. at Juno.com. <laughs> and I don't even think it's J, but I just, I don't know why everything's J. And uh, collectively, Rich Creech and Joe, the king of all wrestling media, Lanza, who does more Patreon. Than just about any human being I know, they will be the deciding factors in this cartwheel death match. Now, if Joel, I win, of course, cartwheels on your end. Do, what do I have to do? Am I doing a cartwheel if I lose? I don't want to make you do a cartwheel, no. So I've just come off COVID nineteen. I don't know if I have the strength. How yeah, about this? Can we think of something else? Can, can the listeners maybe come up with some stakes for this? Because I'm scared uh, about doing a cartwheel as well. I'm worried I'm going to like break my neck. And I know we'll wind up like fucking well, like in a hospital bed with our ankle shattered. <laughs> Jeez. Um, let's. Um, we're we're going to call it a cartwheel death match, but we'll 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 we'll, we'll figure out the steps. But 
let's have a little wager. Let's have a little let's have a little star wager, and uh, we'll make it interesting because why not? It's twenty twenty. All right, so what have you thought about G.O.D. in this tournament then? And uh, let, me, let me ask a question from Anwar. He says, now that Tanga has surpassed Tamil, should he ditch him and go solo as part of the Never Division? And Lawrence says, should they put Tangaloa and Finley in the G1? So your thoughts on G.O.D. and Tangaloa? I think, I mean, don't we still have Bullet Club dissension and Bullet Club fucking civil war that we're looking forward to, right? Isn't that going to be in the mix somewhere? I wouldn't be surprised if that plays a factor in this. I'm not saying G.O.D.'s breaking up, but why not? Uh, I doubt it, though. Um, I, and, and here's the thing, too. I'm not even 100% sold that anyone is overtaking anyone else. Um, do we really want a, a Tangaloa? No, I'd, I'd say run? Finley, yes, to G1. Tangaloa, no, oh, I need to see more. Let's you know, yeah. have a little run in the New Japan Cup. Let's see what yeah. he's got. Right. Let's 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 start there. Let's start New Japan Cup. I got no problem with a new J- New Japan Cup. Stick him in. Let's see what you got. Singles, singles, uh, and then we'll decide from there. Finley, I, I got no problem with either. Were. All right. Dangerous Techers also on twelve points. Uh, I think they have been far and away the MVPs this tournament. Just put over the people that needed to be put over. They've elevated the mid card of the division. I love Taichi choking everyone as his uh, 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 hot tag spot. And, you know, they're even having quality matches with teams lower down the pecking order. You know, the, the likes of Evil and Udro they're going to have really good matches with. So they're just raising the bar for everyone. And a, a lot of the time, uh, they have been working babyface, which has been quite interesting. And, you know, I mentioned to you that it seems that Suzuki going to kind of be repositioned as the sort of face-leaning uh, tweener unit if you were taking that spot that LIJ were previously filling. And I think Dangerous Techers in this tag league, the way that they were wrestling against the heel teams, uh, certainly gives evidence to that. And they are still talking about Gorillas of Destiny. So make of that what you will, that even after they face them, they are still firing shots at each other. But um, yeah, what more can we say about Dangerous Techers? Because brilliant, aren't they? Yeah, uh, tag team of the year for me easily. Um, I think that the conversation will be who's number two, um, and a highlight of the World Tag League. And yeah, what more can be said? I mean, I think. I mean, for us, I don't think there's there's any. I mean, who would be second place, and when it comes to the tag division for 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 performance throughout the year, they. They kept the company interesting. They were the, they were the most interesting program for a long bit in in the beginning of this year, in the middle of this year. So, uh, and they've held on to those titles, and the matches have been fun, and the backstage promos have been pretty great. Um, yeah, I mean, I, again, I think it's the conversation is about who's number two, and uh, I think there's a big distance between. Uh, Dangerous techers and everybody else. So, um, all the roses, all the flowers. Dangerous techers. The LIJ team got ten points. Shingo and Sonata. I thought they were really, really good in this tournament. I think they complement each other's styles really well. The sort of more languid style of Sonata and the fiery, hard hitting style of Shingo. Just perfect balance there. And dare I say it, I am enjoying Shingo. Very much as a tag wrestler. 
I, I think I was kind of getting burned out on his particular style of big singles match. So it was refreshing seeing him doing something a little bit different. And Sonada, I think, is much, much stronger as a tag wrestler. And he seems to be enjoying himself more. He just seems like, you know, he's smiling a bit more. He's having fun out there. So I don't know if he, he the sort of the pressure of being a big single star was getting to him. But I just think this LIJ tag team has been a big success. I hope they stay together. I like it. I like them more than I like Sonata and Evil um, when they were doing their thing. Uh do I prefer Shingo more of a tag wrestler? Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, to me, Shingo is more valuable as a as a single. Um, I wouldn't want to see him, and I say this loosely. I don't want to see him stuck in a tag situation. I I feel like he's one of those guys that. Like he's a guy that can deliver that important post intermission banger of a match that you you kind of need and expect. Um, and I don't know if necessarily you want to put him in a tag situation where you lose that important piece of a, of the New Japan puzzle when when you're constructing a card. Um, the good news is, is you know being the never champion helps. Um, and it helps solidify his place in that. So I don't have too much concern with that, at least in the short term. In the long term, do I want to see him in a tag? I mean, not really. Not really. I, I, again, I just think he's too valuable as a singles competitor, um, filling out a card and and being an anchor and delivering a great match when there have been times this year, Joel, where you desperately needed that great match from him to help save cards, <laughs> you know, and save scenarios. And, you know, so yeah, I'm, I, I need to keep him out of that tag team mix. Also on 10 points, we had Ishii and Yano, a team that I've made no secret of my dislike for. They were, they were okay. I mean, they were probably in my bottom half of teams that I've enjoyed in this tag league, just because I think the, the appeal of Yano is that he is, you know, he's at his best when he's doing creative, funny spots, and he doesn't do much of that when he's tag wrestling. So what you left with then is just like he's kind of dead weight in the team. But I will say that I thought towards the, the end of the tournament, particularly the match they had on the final day, I thought they did a much better job there of actually mixing it up and having some creative uh, team teamwork, basically. You know, chaining their attacks together where uh, Ishii and Yano's moves complemented each other rather than being, like look, looking like, as I said before, two singles wrestlers in there. They've, they win the, they've won my award for most fast-forward. <laughs> like, I probably watched more Ishii-Yano matches at double speed and in some cases triple speed than just about anybody else. Um, not only were there matches there, like there was n- nothing got me juiced up to 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 say, all right, let me let me let me stop and watch this. Right, nothing got me excited. Um, I'm surprised they wound up with ten points. Actually, you know, 
to me, or you know, is it ten or twelve that they wind up with? It's just being in the middle of the pack. I thought they would definitely be lower. Um, but yeah, they, they would be award for freshman. What's that? Former tag team champions. <sighs> yeah. Okay. I. I like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I got. It. I mean, like I was. I had all the options in the world at my fingertips, sitting in the fucking house for two weeks. Uh, I was not wasting a moment on Tomohiro Ishii and Toru Yano tag team. Well, the other Chaos team of Goto Yoshihashi, they got 10 points. I think they were far and away the superior Chaos team. Um, just yes. really enjoyable seeing the, this new lease of life Yoshihashi's got and just as the kind of fiery underdog babyface team complemented each other really well, I think. Yep. Um, but that's, I, to me, that's as shocking to say this, that's all on Yoshihashi. Like, it felt like he was the interesting component of this. Um, and that's, you know, that's his 2020, where he's been able to be a guy that, and with a new lease on life and a little bit more interest and a little bit more of a, I don't want to say passion, but you can get behind the guy at least. Like, Hiroki Goto, what are you getting behind at this point? Um, uh, you know, Big dad energy. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll stick with Yoshihashi for the time being. Um, but, that, but, but think about what we're saying, though. I mean, c- comparing the two teams, Yoshihashi is, is the, the bright spotlight in all of this, right? Even Ishii just felt like, okay, we get it. And, and I just uh, – Yoshihashi of the four guys, Yoshihashi is 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 the bright light. Whew. Fast forward. <laughs> Come on. All right, the other team that got ten points were Khan on the Cobb, the Empire team with Jeff Cobb and Gray O'Khan, which you know you spoke of your admiration. I enjoyed them as well a lot, even though O'Khan is not a huge dude. I think he just carries himself. There's sort of a menacing physicality about him that just. Uh, complements what Cobb does as well, and I've just really enjoyed them together. And even though they are uh, nominally heels, they don't cheat, which has been, uh, I think, made for them, have been an interesting addition to the tournament to differentiate themselves from the Bullet Club teams. And so we've got a couple of questions here about them. So JM says, how do you feel about Cobb as Shingo's potential challenger? Because Cobb did manage to pin Shingo at the end of the tournament. And... uh, JM says, to me, somebody who fits the traditional never mold is slightly disappointing, although I may have just worked myself into wanting Tanahashi too much. So uh, what did you think of Khan on the Cobb and your thoughts on Cobb potentially challenging Shingo for the never title? I think it's a good fit. I mean, he is kind of cut from that never cloth. Um, and I do like the tag team a lot. The But I don't think we'll see them moving forward as much. Um, I mean... You know, in those spotty, tag, you know, tag situations on the undercard, you know, on B and C level house shows, we probably will. But correct me if I'm wrong. We're looking at Okan and Tanahashi at the dome. Yeah, I'm not sure where that's come from. Actually, um, well, actually, I mean, on the topic, what did you think of Okan in this tournament? Good, not great. Um, I like the presence more than the the execution. Um, I don't know. 
I don't know if I feel like he is a top guy yet. Um, I feel like he's. Well, no, on my, the topic, he took all the defeats. Jeff Cobb yeah. was very heavily protected in this tournament. So, in terms of positioning, Cobb is the guy in this team, not O'Connor. Yeah, which which is concerning, and screams mid card guy. Like, do you see him in the upper echelons of New Japan in the next year? No. I see him. No. I see him in the mid. I see him with the Godos and the Ishis and the uh, Yanos. And, you know, that's where I kind of see him muddling around. Um, and, you know, maybe a never title shot, maybe, a you know. But I don't, like, I don't get the feel. Let's put it this way. I don't get the feel that New Japan is putting a fucking rocket ship to the back of this guy. And putting him like Jay White got, or uh, someone of cut from that cloth. Like I, I just, I don't see him being in that world. I see him being in the middle of the card, and that is a little bit concerning. Um, obviously, it's Osprey that's the the head of that faction, um, and and will have the the brightest spotlight. Okay, that's I mean that's understood. I just see him being just. I see him being evil before evil got a new coat of paint this year. That's where I see Ocon. The Farley and Chase team, they also, uh, well, they also, they picked up six points. Um, they've been pretty skippable for me. I see them there as the night off team. They're always the, the match that comes up first in the World Tag League running. So, yeah, I just don't really, don't really know what to say. About <laughs> right, right, just, right, right, pretty right. tiresome. Uh, the other Bullet Club team was uh, Evil and Yujiro Takahashi. Uh, I'm maybe on an island here, but I actually enjoyed them. I thought they were pretty good. They exceeded my expectations. I thought the shenanigans are quite fun, like when they do the, the, the stretching spot, the little chain, the evil holding hands with Yujiro's holding hand with Togo, and Togo's grabbing onto the guardrail, the, the stretching spot. I think that's good fun. The, just the, the sort of the chains of shithousery in their match, like kendo sticks and garroting and nut shots and all that. Uh, I, I think it made their matches feel different. I appreciate the variety on these shows because, you know, if everyone's wrestling clean, then it get really boring really fast. And, you know, I'm not saying I want it in the main event scene, but the undercard stuff is fine. And I thought, you know, even putting that to one side, I thought they, they had some surprisingly good matches in this tournament. So, yeah, they definitely didn't stink up the place that, like, a lot of people thought they might. Yeah, I mean, it's not stinking up the place, but, I mean, are you excited by it in any way, shape, or form? Excited is the wrong word, no, but enjoyable. I didn't I regret watching their matches, so we'll, we'll say right. that for them. Uh, okay, and then the Hinares team only got two points. Yeah. Um, What's that? Yeah, this is a funny one. I mean, two big talking points here for Hinare and Tanahashi. So let's talk about Hinare first, who I thought was, you know, he looks great in this tournament. He's doing the Muay Thai stuff. He looks in tremendous shape, fiery. Uh, all the encounters he had with the other Hoss wrestlers in their respective teams were really enjoyable. Like, he had a great exchange with Shingo. Even, you know, him going out with, like, Tangaloa was good fun. Um, so, it's just the way that he's booked is a real head scratch. The fact he only got one pin, and that was over Yudro. And, you know, fine, that's not 
worth nothing. You know, Yujo is a guy who was in the G1 this year. So getting a pin over him is better than nothing. But I wanted more than that. I wanted him to, yeah. you know, get over, get a pin over an Ishii or a, a Shingo. I thought he deserved that or am I crazy? I Look, I am, I am flabbergasted that that team was, was booked in that manner. Like that's if, if there's a head scratcher for me, it's that. Now I understand that you know maybe you can make the argument of, well, Hanare wasn't in Japan for a long time, so he's a little rusty and blah blah. You mean to tell me you can't give Hanare a win over fucking Yano, or, uh, you know, uh, evil? Maybe not evil, but Yujiro or, uh. Yoshihashi or I, I just when is this guy going to get a fucking break he's had like one of the most just bad luck careers in New Japan guys just he just gets fucking lapped and young lions on his tail ready to take you know like when is this guy going to get a fucking break Something good to have happen. And he's in the ring with Hiroshi Tanahashi. You would think that he wouldn't get sucked down in that story of Tanahashi kind of losing his groove. Here's a guy who... (laughs) Tana, uh, do you... Can you imagine 2020? And the win-loss record for Hiroshi Tanahashi. Could you have predicted that? Yeah, that's the next big talking point. So Jeff says, is Tana really being dadded out already? Or is this part of a drawn-out angle? And Politicon says, does a heel turn make sense for Tanahashi at this point in his career? Uh, I don't I don't think a heel turn is on the cards. But it just it, it's so strange that we're at this point and I can't see a clear direction for Wrestle Kingdom. And you know, I'm not ready to go... F- with what Meltzer said about it being promotional malpractice, but it's he is a guy who I think has got to be on the ballot for Unsung because he is still really, really good. Like still one of the best wrestlers yeah. in the company in the ring. But the whole year has just been putting over everyone, putting over Chris Jericho, putting over Dangerous Techers, putting over uh, p- people in the G1 like Sonata even putting over Goto in the G1 and out in this World Tag League putting over everyone the team only got two frigging points so he has just lost everything this year every single significant match he's been in he's lost and it makes me wonder why because he can still go he can still put on a brilliant match I mean look at the, the great match he had with Naito and Night 2 of the G1 that's going to be in the mix for match of the year I thought it was outstanding so what is going on here? Why is he that he just being booked like? Well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it makes sense. Maybe this is the story that he is just he, he's a dad now, and him sort of coming to terms with that is is sad and you know dramatic and emotionally compelling. But it just I, you know, what's he going to do on January fourth and fifth? Uh, I mean, he's it's apparently he's he's going to be doing what he's been doing for the past couple years. It feels like. Or you know, at least in one scenario, is that he's going to give uh, a, a relative rookie their big Wrestle Kingdom debut. 
and probably lose. Like, if we have a singles match, Okan, Tanahashi. I think it's better than than a, than a than a sixty percent chance that Tanahashi is looking at the lights. Think of that. It's it's I, look this idea that just because a guy reaches a certain age means he has to go into dad mode. I think physically, it's clear that he is, you know. Held together as the joke goes with you know duct tape and hairspray, he could still go in 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 big spots. Now again, a big complaint has always been for just about every single pro wrestling company has been keeping stars at the top for too long, and then and then they outlive their welcome. I don't think that that is Hiroshi Tanahashi a top guy in New Japan Pro Wrestling. I guess is my question. Like in what right sense? now, in terms of worker, I think yes, he's he's probably in the top five. Okay, star. Top five, yeah, I think he's still in the top five. Okay. Um. Why then? Why is he having a year that he's having? That's the that's the question, isn't it? I mean, I think that New Japan have earned enough goodwill with me where I will let the story play out, as as the expression goes. But I can't see what would be a satisfying payoff to this story. You know, where does it end? What's the moment where we go? Ah, oh, yeah, it, it all makes sense. That was brilliant. You know, right. is it him like, teaming up with Ibushi again and, and winning the tag titles? Is it him managing to get a win over, I don't know, Okan for the sake of argument? Is it, you know, is he going to have one last crack at the IWGP heavyweight title? You know, where, where does this go? Like, I think you've gone too far. Like, what would be the point, though? Like, like you're not like, OK, so you're going to give him one last shine. Uh, is it's that, too late, isn't it? You, you right. went too far with him. That's what I'm saying. That's yeah. Like, there's nowhere else to go but down. Because even if you try to build it back up, what's the, what? Why? Why? So, I, I think it's obvious that it, it is a situation where you've you've gone too far. Um, but going too far, that I feel like that's intentional. Like, I feel like the idea is that. You don't lose that much in a year. Um, my my problem is is that you become damaged goods, and 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 Hiroshi Tanahashi has a huge back catalog. Um, to you know, you could take lots of, and lots and lots of losses, and 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 look like a like like a bozo uh, quite often, and still have enough shine to be I'm Hiroshi Tanahashi and I can recover from that. Like if anybody can recover from a year like this, it's Hiroshi Tanahashi because he's got enough stored in his back catalog to fucking overcome that. This is a lot. This is a lot. And I'm telling you, Joel, if there is a singles match at Wrestle Kingdom against, against the great Okan, you know, Hiroshi Tanahashi's looking at the fucking lights. You know it. 
That's amazing to me. Uh, is he in dad mode? You figure you figure the dads that are there are probably taking that next level. So those spots are opening quickly. I don't know if I'm ready to give to give dad mode. I don't know if I'm ready to go dad mode with Hiroshi Tana. I don't I don't know if psychologically I'm ready for that. Um and I don't think that he is a guy that that is that is that yet. I don't. Um but it sure feels like they're 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 pushing them in that direction, doesn't it? Well, let's take a look at Friday's card. So at uh, Nippon Budokan first match, we got Robbie Eagle, Sho and Yano against Ishimori, Chase Owens and Bad Fale. Second match, Hinari, Tanahashi and Okada versus Cobb, Okan and Osprey. Third match, Sanada and Shingo against Yujiro and Evil. Fourth match, Wato and Ibushi against Bushi and Naito. Fifth match is the uh, World Tag League Finals with Finn Juice against Tangaloa and Tamatonga. And the main event is Hiromu Takahashi versus El Desperado for the best of the super junior final. So anything from that undercard stand out to you? Um, you know, maybe they're going to set up some Wrestle Kingdom stuff. Are we looking at maybe Sanada versus Evil again for Wrestle Kingdom? Um, I don't know. But uh, yeah, your thoughts on the card? It's, I mean, main event placement's pretty pretty telling, right? I mean, the fact that they're, they're going to put the junior on top. He, uh, Hiromu's got the main event, right? Yes, and that's the right call, in my opinion. I think he's a big enough star to warrant that. Yeah, I, I think he's he might be you know top three or four star in your company. Uh, I if they are building stuff, and you would think that they would be during this this show. Is there a lot that's really standing out to you? That's Dare I say, Wrestle Kingdom worthy? Aside from, you know, your finals and you know setting up your 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 yeah, junior heavyweight I mean, it was stuff like is that this- you know potentially evil versus Sanada, Okan versus oh. Tanahashi, Cobb versus Shingo, even Okada versus Osprey. Is no, it, I don't think it is. It's not up to the usual standard. It's not. It's not pants down, is it? No. No, it's not. And that's a problem. Because I'll tell you what, Joel. I mean, I feel like this two weeks I've spent more time texting than I've done just about any other time in the past two years. I'm not a texter. I don't like to text. But I can't tell you how many people have hand-waved a lot of New Japan this year. And the, the biggest one of the biggest things that I hear is how uninterested they are with the Wrestle Kingdom build and the 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 projected path of what these shows are gonna look like. Like there's give do you think there's buzz for this? Do you think that there in the in the pro wrestling community and fandom that Wrestle Kingdom has a buzz as we sit here at eight o'clock on the eighth of December. I mean, I know that we have a little bit of time to kind of get the juices flowing, but I mean, I don't feel it, and I don't see anything on the horizon that makes me raise that excitement level. And that, that might just be a twenty twenty malaise 
Or is there a, a significant problem here? I don't feel the buzz. I'm not feeling, oh, I wish I was going this year. I think right. a lot of that is the main event scene. People are uh, quite rightly, I think, put off by the the booking of that with Ibushi losing the briefcase and then immediately being reinserted into the title picture and doing another double dome thing. So it's just getting to the point where it makes sense financially to run the double dome, but creatively it's it's not great, is it? And I just think that just given everything that's happened with COVID that 2020, including Wrestle Kingdom 15, is going to be a bit off. But I think there's reason to be optimistic beyond that. And I think it will be a good show. I think it'll be a very good show. I, I think the matches will deliver and we'll be raving about the show when it's finished, but it's not on paper. It's not mouthwatering stuff. Does that put a lot of pressure on the workers? Like, yeah, you know, they have to, for that, this show to be considered a success. And I'll put that in air quotes. Do these wrestlers have to go out there and really outperform, outkick the coverage given what is laid in front of them when it comes to sexiness of a, of a pro wrestling card. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, I, and I think that applies to any Wrestle Kingdom. I think anyone on, on that stage in the Tokyo Dome, the biggest show of the year, given a big match, should be doing everything they can to make it a memorable one. But extra, extra this year. They'll put some extra sauce on it. Yeah. I'm worried. I'm not going to lie. I'm worried. Um, the the stuff on top. I mean, if we go over that that heavyweight championship thing, that's okay. We got Naito Ibushi, which should be good. I feel like we've seen it a lot. Okay, and then we got a winner with Jay White. Uh, I think Osprey and Okada will be pretty great. Uh, Techers, are we saying Finley and Juice? Mm-hmm. That could that that could be that could be very good. Hiromu uh, Ishimori, like we know they can deliver because they've had brilliant matches before. Yes, I don't know if I'm excited for it. No, are you excited for twice that already this year? It feels like it since the summer. I don't know if I'm excited for it. Um, give me, give me, give me excitement. Where, what are you excited to see, Joel? I don't know. I don't want to litigate the Wrestle Kingdom card yet. Let's let's wait until we've actually got a card to look at because All right. uh, we've we're running two hours here and Manny's going to start getting annoyed with me. Uh, so know, can we... Well, just quickly give me your prediction. Sarah says on a scale of 1 to 10, how likely is it that Desperado actually beats Hiromu? So you, your picks for both of those finals, please. Uh, definitely it's it's Hiromu. Um, I would be shocked. I would give it a 1 for Despy winning. Um, and I, But I wouldn't have a problem with it, but... I'll give it a one, and I think we're seeing David Finley and Juice Robinson, uh, and uh, I think I'm pr- I'm pretty solid in that in that pr- predict- pr- prediction. And then also coming up on Saturday, this Saturday, December twelfth, we're going to have the Super J Cup. So we got uh, Clark Connors facing Chris Bay, ACH against TJP, Ray Horace against Blake Christian, El Fantasma against Leo Rush. So you wanted to gush about the hype video oh, from Leo Rush? That was fucking awesome. That, and if and if Leo Rush did that out of his own pocket, he did. Yeah, he wrote it, produced it, directed it himself. 
fucking outstanding. Absolutely fucking outstanding. Um, I loved it. I loved every second of it. I thought it was one of the best hype videos for a pro wrestler making a, a debut um, ever. I thought it was I thought it was well done. I thought it was well created. I think the ring outfit looks fucking amazing. Uh, yeah, I loved it. I, I was I watched that video at least three or four times. Um, I love the look. I love the feel. I thought it was outstanding job. And and if if that came out of his own pocket, I, I can't give you a high enough mark. Excellent job. And it made it, here's what it did. It made me. It gave me excitement. It got me hyped to see him. Um, so I'm all in on that one. That was a great job. Do you think he gets past El Fantasma in the first round? Because like, a lot of people think El Fantasma is the favorite for this and will go on to maybe have a match at Wrestle Kingdom. But uh, it's I'm not so sure now. I mean... I still, I mean, I think El Fantasmo is the guy who has the tenure. If they're going to bring over anybody, it would be him. Um, but it, that would it be is an a platform. Match, it? Like, just hypothetically, if January 5th is, or January 4th, sorry, would be Hiromu against Leo Rush, I think that's a sexy match. Yeah. Yeah, I do too. Um, I, I would be surprised, though, if it's not El Fantasmo. But, again, stranger things have happened. Do you want to do – should we do um, brackets? Should we do our picks for that? The, the, the Super, Super Jacob? Jacob? Yeah. Yeah, why not? All right. Let's uh, – we'll try and do this uh, briefly then. Clark Connors against Chris Bay. I'll pick Clark Connors there. Clark Connors, yes. Uh, ACH versus TJP. I'm going ACH. <sighs> ACH has no problem lying down the people. I might go TJP. Okay, then my semi-final will be Clark Connors versus ACH, and I will pick ACH again for that, so I'm having ACH going through to the final. I'll have Clark Connors go to the final. Clark Connors beating TJP. Spicy. Okay. Yes, And then yes. the other side of the bracket, we've got Ray Horace against Blake Christian. Uh, that one is difficult to pick. I would lean towards Blake Christian just because he's Me been too. doing more stuff with them on Strong. I think he's a really good wrestler as well. I'm, I'm same boat. Go ahead. And then El Fantasma against Leo Rush. It's so hard to pick. It's so hard. I want to say Leo Rush. My heart says Leo Rush. My head says El Fantasma. So I'll say El Fantasma there. El Fantasma, yeah. And then El Fantasma against Blake Christian. El Fantasma. Uh, yeah, I think El Fantasma is winning. And then uh, uh, my final will be El Fantasma against ACH. And I'll pick El Fantasma to win. Me too. Me too. So. That was easy. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done there. Uh, Anwar says, should yeah. the winner of the J-Cup be the first challenger after the Dome or be the second challenger on night two at the Dome? So uh, Jake says, do you think we'll see El Fantasma at Wrestle Kingdom? Uh, so, yeah, what, how, how do you think this plays out? Because I think it'll be quite cool to have the Super J-Cup winner face the best the Super Juniors winner on January 4th and then the winner of that face Ishimori on January 5th for the Junior title. I don't think it would make sense or... to do it the other way around. Like best of super juniors winner against Ishimori on night one and then facing the J-Cup winner on night two because that gives an advantage to the J-Cup winner which I don't think they should get so I would advocate for J-Cup winner against super juniors winner night one winner faces Ishimori night two so I think in this instance I would have Hiromu against El Fantasmo January 4th and then the winner of that could be either of them because you know Fantasmo and Ishimori got history as a, a tag team and there's the Bullet Club Civil War stuff so there's enough doubt there that uh, it could be either guy, but uh, that's how I would have it play out. Yep. 
um, keep in mind, we do have New Year New Year Dash. Um, that might be a nice spot to have a Super J Cup winner versus a uh, whoever gets out of the dome situation, right? Um, but yeah, I like the idea of having the tournament winner take on whoever the cha- whoever makes it out of the dome. And again, New Year Dash might be a nice place for that. All right, well, that's it. Let's uh, wrap it up then. So redcircle.com forward slash shows forward slash super dash J dash cast if you want to give us some money for the excellent show that we put on for free each and every week. Uh, Discord link is in the show notes. Uh, always good fun watching the events there and the live chat and all the other shenanigans going down there. For one of our great t-shirts, you can go to at Cobra Kawaii or prowrestlingtees.com forward slash superjcast. Massive thanks as always to Editor Dan, who you can find on Twitter at LousyHero219. You can subscribe to the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network for other really good shows. Give us a five-snake review and some nice words on iTunes. Helps us out a lot. Follow us on Twitter at the Super Jcast. Thanks everyone for listening and goodbye. <laughs>